0: What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? We got another great show for you this week. We uh, drink and review some great beers. We have uh, some pretty good news stories. And, of course, we have a killer cold brew list. And at the very end, we recap not one, but two. House of the Dragon. I don't know if y'all are watching House of the Dragon. Nah, that's cool. Um, It's something that uh, my brother and I love to do. So. We, uh, we talk about it. And once we're all done, we, we have something special uh, planned for Andor. So, you uh, Star Wars fans, you need to hold on tight. And then uh, don't forget, next week, though, next week, we have our first update on Coach's Corners. So, might be a big show next week. Who knows? See how it goes. Don't forget to follow us on Untapped and Instagram. Search Cold Brew Podcast for all of your cold brew needs. So, without further ado, it's time for another cold brew Coming at your pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer.
1: Yes, we are. How are you doing this week, man? Oh, uh, not bad. Strange week, but we're good. Yeah.
0: Um, welcome back, by the way. Uh, had to go, go solo. You, you didn't happen to catch the show uh, this week, did you? I know it, it's only been a couple days.
1: No, actually, I haven't.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, yes,
1: it was pure hilarity. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you done it without me. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> it wasn't as funny, but I I did go over some of my uh, Cleveland um, escapades, uh, if you will. I just a little bit. Just talked about a few things. I didn't talk about everything though. Um, but still, uh, it was still fun uh, to just to reminisce and just go over it real quick. My, I had a good time. I had a good trip. Overall, I went there That's for a cool. competition and I placed fourth out of twenty one. Um, which I guess is good, but I, I play, I didn't place in the money. So that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. And I, and I only placed fourth by four points cause, uh, my company placed first and third. So we compared and they gave you a sheet of, um, uh, all your scores for each of the, the stations. And yeah. and I found out that only, uh, fuck man, I just missed it by four points. And I know which station, uh, if I would make, uh, make it up all over again, it'd be the precision measuring, which is where. You have to use micrometers and uh what else uh micrometer n- not a dial indicator but mostly just micrometers and a dial caliper and yeah so i wish i would have oh, had T that square. one over again What?
1: a t-square
0: <laughs> no not a t-square that doesn't measure that measure squareness but we're measuring like depth of bores and uh, overall width and height and um what i messed up on was we had to identify parts of a micrometer and I didn't know the name of the parts, but then after time was all up, I was looking through the the instructions and the little booklet that was on the table, and it was on there. And All I had to do was fucking flip two pages, and now, so I could have got those four or five points right there, and I could have got third. So that's that's why I'm kicking myself uh, over that one um, m- more so than the rest of them, which I could have also made up points too. But that was the one I I really could have uh, I could have showed you know this win play show I would have showed if, if I would have just flipped through a couple pages man it's my fault and I ended up spending too much time taking measurements whereas the back of the page or the the back of the test they just had like multiple choice questions and I could and have I, I should have flipped to the back of the test got the low hanging fruit and then and then started me- starting the measurements so but whatever I had a good time in Cleveland it was fun I'd send you a few pictures you know the uh, Christmas story house and what else? The uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hey, real
1: quick. Yeah, real quick. Was, was something like a half inch, and you call it an
0: <laughs> Nothing that bad. Nothing that bad. Oh,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> <sighs> anyway, all right. Uh, let's get let's stop let's stop talking about measuring and start talking about beer. Yes. All right. So today I have in front of me from our good friends at Odd Thirteen Brewing Company. They're out of yeah, Broomfield, Colorado. And Ooh. I have I have their hopperella Hazy India Pale Ale. It is 7.7 okay. 7 alcohol by volume. The hops in it are Citra, Eldorado, Galaxy, Centennial, and the grains are two row, wheat, oats, and honey malt. And I like it cuz they have the all, uh, you know, the the hops and the grains on the can, and Odd I- Thirteen is known for their comic book style can art. And this one is a woman. It seems like she's screaming like a like a war scream or something. And I think she's uh yeah. She looks like she has a pistol and she's shooting hops. And she's in a uh, like a lime yellow and green um, superhero suit. And she has a uh, very fixating green eyes. Like I'm almost getting turned on my thing okay uh so without further ado <laughs> pop off what do you got
1: well i have in my quest still for the perfect summer lager <laughs> yes i have from our friends at bird bottle their dream wave a has
0: Ooh, dream waves huh
1: yes uh, an original recipe by Lester Koga. hmm Good old Les. So, Yep Because sometimes less is more
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much <laughs>
1: uh, The notes are dreamy, uh, dreamy Soft notes of sunny days And cool waves. Mm. Alright So as we all know And love uh, Barabato has a lot of transparency In the fact they post the whole recipe right on the camera Oh yeah so the vitals are, let's see, Original Gravity, 1.041, Final Gravity, 1.008, IBU, ooh, it's got a little registry here with the 23.1, SRM of 2.7, hmm. and ABB of 4.6. Let's see, the yeast is BSI Augustiner yeast, Target, MASH pH is 5.20. MASH effect wait. efficiency is 72%. MASH temp 150 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. The grains are Wireman Pilsner. Uh, the hops are Saz. Um let's see. I can't read this. Color towel. I can't read this. <laughs> <laughs> Middle ruin? Middle ruin? And well they do it twice and then they finish up with size too. They used to give it up to hop at different um at different intervals. Right. In uh in the beer. So without any further ado.
0: Very nice. Um this beer is really good. Uh this hopperella. It's a nice and smooth and funky also hip-hop junkies i know uh it's nice and smooth citrusy tropical sweet fruity very smooth very mellow and it's got a soft mouthfeel to it so and there's no acridity whatsoever it's not it's not green it's, it's perfectly i don't know if it's aged or if it's just uh, canned at the right time but it's really good i really like this one um i've had a few odd 13s in my day um, I haven't had all of them, but this one's really good. And maybe, uh, maybe her green eyes are really, uh, mesmerizing me <laughs> right now. But no, but, but seriously, this is a, this is a really good hazy IPA. I, I like it. But at the same time, it's just another one of those hazy IPAs, man. You know, you could, it tastes almost like the same as the last one. So, but you gotta, you know, you gotta keep trying and, uh, It seems like, uh, you know, I looked this up uh, uh, a while ago um, when I bought the, not when I bought the beer, earlier today, before we started the show, I was doing some research and they have a different iteration every year of Hopperella, so this is the 2022 version and I like it. I think it's really good. They did a good job this year. Well,
1: sounds good.
0: Yep. How about you?
1: Um, oh, as you were talking about your beer, I was sipping on mine. Um I would say, very, very European, very German,
0: <laughs> right? It's
1: a, yeah, it's very. No, it's a, it's a malt forward beer, obviously, and it's got a lot of a uh, you know European roots to it.
0: Yeah. What the hell's man? Exactly. Now I'm enjoying it, man. No? Very good. All right, we will rate these beers later during our Untapped portion of the show just go to your untapped app and search cold brew podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back but right now it is time for the beer news all right first beer news story comes to us from vine pair Here's the headline: There are no beer ads on Amazon's Thursday night football stream. Here's why. How many uh, Prime or you know Amazon Prime games have you have you seen? There's only been three of them as far as I know, because the first week, week one on Thursday game was on, I believe NBC, right? And then the rest of them been on. Yeah. Um, I,
1: well, yeah, it was kind of like uh, co-branded, if you will.
0: Yeah, because it's the opening, you know, opening week. Yeah. So. I've seen a, a couple games. It's not that that I haven't been paying attention. It's just I've been, you know, out for work, you know, doing stuff. I've been traveling for work and I do have Amazon Prime on my phone, so I've been watching it, but you know, I haven't been watching it like intently with, you know, looking for this or that. I just been tuning in every once in a while. And then uh last week I was in Cleveland and the game was on in Cleveland and Um, From what I learned, you could watch the... If your home team is playing, is hosting uh, a game, you could watch it on your local network affiliate. So, Whatever the case might be, I didn't notice that there was not beer ads on Thursday Night Football until I read this article. So here goes by Nicolette Baker. Football games on television and beer commercials seem to go hand in hand. During every NFL game, fans expect at least one Buzzweiser Clydesdale to gallop onto their screens. When's the last time she watched an NFL game? I haven't seen a Clydesdale since, uh, what, like the Super Bowl? Pretty much. Uh, However, Amazon is is setting a new precedent for weeknight kickoffs. During Amazon's first streaming of Thursday Night Football this season, alcohol-related ads were nowhere to be found. Wine, beer, and spirit brands aren't permitted to advertise during Amazon's programming per the corporation's sponsored ad guidelines. Here's a quote. um, Please note that this policy does not cover alcohol content featured in non-alcohol ads, for example, a movie trailer starring actors consuming alcohol. Per the prohibited content policy, ad content must not encourage, glamorize, or depict excessive consumptions of alcohol, the brand states. This is the first year that the streaming platform will exclusively broadcast NFL games every Thursday, according to Bloomberg, beginning with the September 15th Los Angeles Chargers versus Kansas City Chiefs game. Amazon Prime is set to broadcast 15 games throughout the NFL season. NFL Prime members can enjoy the games at no additional cost. While ads from alcohol brands can't be sold to Prime Video directly, there is a chance that viewers might still catch a peek of a brew or two. The corporation reserves ad slots for NFL programming, which could possibly include beer brands, according to Bloomberg. As Anheuser-Busch InBev is the official beer sponsor of the NFL, the conglomerate's brands might enjoy some screen time during those slots. Even though your favorite brews won't enjoy Thursday's screen time, that that certainly won't stop anyone from sipping a cold one during the games. So there you go. No ads during, th- no beer ads during Thursday, but does that, uh, I don't know. Is that going to, that's not going to really affect anyone's brewing or viewing, right?
1: No. In fact, now I'm trying to see uh, if there's, you know, the whole money thoughts thing. Is there ever going to be a breakthrough company?
0: I think, I think so. Yeah. Uh, who's the first well, one that's going to slip one past the goalie, too?
1: Well, I mean, I would go with, with Budweiser just because they're a league sponsor, you know? Yeah. Right. But then again, that would, uh, and it motivates Corey's like a bidding war to, to break through to be the one, you know.
0: Yeah, Molson Cores or Heineken's bigger than Molson Cores.
1: No, All
0: right, uh, let's see, let's uh, get to the next one. Uh, this one comes from Mashed. The headline is What Happened to Mob Craft Beer After Shark Tank? You watch Shark Tank, right? Or you used to? Oh,
1: yeah, I used to. I haven't seen it in a while.
0: All right. Americans may not consume as much... Ah, we don't have to get through that. This bullshit. Um, filler. It's like the intro paragraph. Writers always have to do a bullshit intro paragraph, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What about the word? Yeah.
0: Right. So I'll go down to the third one. Uh, however, Mob Krab's beer pitch involved crowdsourcing beer recipes via Shark Tank Tales. In other words... If beer lovers really wanted a certain flavor, they could could suggest it to Mobcraft and potentially have that flavor made into a reality. Although Shark Tank's investors turned down the pitch, that was not the end of Mobcraft beer. Crowdsourcing is by no means a new concept. However, applying it to beer recipes as Mobcraft beer pitched to Shark Tank is certainly thinking outside the box. According to Shark Tank blog, Mobcraft's proposed a unique approach to brewing in that the company would ask customers what kind of beer they wanted to see. After a few weeks of opening open voting each month, Mobcraft would produce and ship out the winning beer recipe. Uh, let me see here. Whereas many businesses appearing on Shark Tank are looking for investors, Mobcraft beer was also seeking to expand its range of distribution. 2016, the business had only sold its beer in Wisconsin and in Illinois. <laughs> Uh, With additional funding from the Sharks, MobCraft hoped to ship all across the country and join the list of breweries in the U.S. you need to visit at least once. MobCraft Beer asked the Sharks for a $400,000 for a 16% stake in the company. Unfortunately, all of the show's investors declined. Even though MobCraft Beer left the Shark Tank stage without its $400,000 investment, the business did not give up. Today, MobCraft continues to bring in revenue through crowdsourcing as an estimated net worth of about $6 million, according to Insider Growth. You know, but before I continue, at least to gave him, like, exposure, right? Like, it, publicity, no, there's no such thing as bad publicity, so that kind of helped, right, just to be on the show? Wouldn't you think?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a bunch of stories of uh, companies that had success after not getting a Shark Tank office.
0: Yeah. Oh. oh, okay, yeah. So just, you know, just getting the nod, you know, helps out uh, a little bit, even though Though you don't get the, uh, <laughs> you don't get the Mark Cuban, uh, ownership. Right. Who else was on there? That, he was the only one that I know that was on there. I know all of them are are pretty famous because of Shark Tank, but he's the only one that I know that has done, I only know him because he's, he owns the Mavericks.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, him, uh, Kevin O'Leary is a pretty popular guy. Mr. Wonderful. He called oh yeah.
0: Himself. The Pelon, the ball guy.
1: Yeah, then Barbara Corcoran or Cochran or something like that. She's yeah. a, a real estate mogul in, in New York.
0: Oh, the short blonde um, hair lady, right?
1: Yeah, the older lady. Mm-hmm. And then L- Lori, they call her the QVC queen. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, because she has a lot of, uh, lot of influence on QVC products, I guess.
0: Oh, selling jewelry like uh, they, they made fun of on South Park? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs>
1: Oh man, I can't think of the last guy. He uh, he's another tech guy who who, uh, who who made his money off of uh, uh, education programs and stuff like that. I oh, can't think of it, his name.
0: Is that the black dude with the goatee on? The, uh, oh no
1: no no that's uh, that's that's Boo Boo. Oh yeah that's that's Damon. I think it's Damon Jordan or something like that. But, oh okay. Yeah okay. So yeah that's another thing. Yeah there's a uh, there's always like five but like yeah they always kind of rotate. or oh, okay. Have a guest chart.
0: Gotcha. All right, uh, let me continue. The business still runs primarily out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but also operates a second location in Denver, Colorado. Outside of the tap rooms, Mobcraft beer is still really only available in the Midwest region, with most of its distributor, uh, distributors located in Wisconsin and Northern Illinois. However, you can have Mobcraft shipped to your state so as long as your state allows ordering alcohol for delivery. In 2022, winning Mobcraft beer flavors have included a double chocolate Doppelbach. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. A lemon and pomegranate lager and a double IPA with pears. And a beer with apple and caramel notes. Uh, Cases range in price depending on size, costing anywhere from $18 for 4 cans to $70 for 16 cans on a subscription basis. Needless to say, Mobcraft is doing fine without the shark sale. I just thought that was pretty cool, I and mean, plus, I, I knew you used to watch uh, Shark Tank uh, every so often back in the day, because I've only seen one or two episodes. Uh, word. All right, and one more, one more story. Here it is, uh, from another one from VinePair. The headline reads: "All craft breweries are Instagram traps until proven otherwise." This is written by Dave Infante. And I'm gonna paraphrase this one because this this one goes on for a long time. Um, with over nine thousand craft breweries in the U.S. alone, and there's only maybe a maybe what like maybe twenty or thirty that are like pretty well known. I'm talking like the the Treehouse and Monkish, you know, Angry Chair. It, not not you know some of the those are like the independents. Then you have the bigger ones like New Belgium and Firestone Walker. Uh, Sierra Nevada, but otherwise, the what this uh, what this article is trying to propose, and and I kind of agree. Like a lot of them, you just go and and they're basically for your Instagram or your Facebook account. You know, you, you post it like, oh, I, I visited this place, but you know, if you have like like you, our Instagram account has like over two thousand followers. And if I did that, um, it'd be like, oh, look what... How what, many bots still,
1: huh? What's that? How many bots still?
0: <laughs> Quite a few. You know, and, and I noticed, like, when, when a bot follows us, I'll block them, though. Like, maybe in the beginning, I was just, you know, I was a karma whore. So I would just be like, hey, you know, come, everyone is, <laughs> you know, everyone come aboard. But now yeah. I'm pretty selective. Um, but yeah, this 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 guy, he's just... Just saying that, like uh, a lot of breweries, um, they're Instagram traps. Basically, that they're 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 in, they're not in it just to be on Instagram. But are they really worth the uh, you know a post? I think that's what he's saying. Do you, you kind of know what I'm saying? Do you kind of know what I mean? I think so.
1: But why don't you go ahead and explain it to the users again?
0: All right, uh, you know I'm I'm I'll, I'll read you a little bit of this. Let's see, until recently, that was my policy, the uh, the whole, um, see here. I'm just going to cut into the middle, into the juicy part of the story. But then I came across embedded writer Kate Lindsay's recent account of getting caught in an Instagram trap, which she defines as places that have been haphazardly constructed to resemble a real attraction when it's actually just a front for people to take pretty photos. Uh, Lindsay's own bamboozlement took place at a wellness spa that turned out to be architecturally unwell. But as I read along with her travails, something clicked. Those reductive copy-of-a-copy copy tap rooms, the ones that prioritize the aesthetics of brewing over the same the self-same act. Those are Instagram traps. They exist, at, exist as, as the pleasure of the algorithm, not the drinker. They trade in likes, not lagers. They are visual playgrounds first production breweries second, if at all. Armed with this lens, I got to thinking Instagram is the de facto channel for breweries to pitch their wares, but you can't taste beer through a phone screen. Crowdsourced beer rating sites are chaotic and unreliable. There are only a few proper beer critics in the entire country, and craft brewing's localized nature makes it impossible for any of them to rule authoritatively are more than a sil- sliver of the beers they produce, which means all crap breweries on Instagram are Instagram traps until proven otherwise. Does that uh, is that more clear now?
1: Take it for real, thirst trap, huh?
0: <laughs> Pretty much, man. Pretty much. I think that's what they're saying. I don't know. That that seems very cynical. That's a very cynical take on the crap brewing industry. However, at the same time, there might there might be some truth to it. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, there I mean we until you really get into knowing the people who who open the breweries and what their intent is, then you might not might not be able to rule them out of being an Instagram trap. Uh Case in point, well I mean, I don't want to say case in point, but it's like those breweries who are who are born to be bought out. Um but like back in the day, I think uh the de facto one that I always go to is Golden Road out of LA. They were built to be bought out and they finally and they got bought out pretty quick by and Anhe- has um A B and Bev. Right. So I don't I I don't wanna be as cynical as this guy, but I think he has a point. Especially, I mean, come on, there's 9,000 fucking breweries in the U.S. And yeah. I think when we, you and I first started this podcast, it was half that. There was maybe 4,000. So there, there's got to be a little bit truth to that cynicism, yeah?
1: Yeah, well, let's... I I hate to start, like, calling people out. But let's, like, just kind of go go through some uh, local ones that we know of. I'm talking breweries, not, not tap rooms or bars. But, yeah. like, I'm just going to throw it out there. When they were open... Golden State Brewing, they weren't aesthetically pleasing. No. Yeah, if you want to take pictures <laughs> with, with real equipment in the background, there's your spot, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, their, their, their pool room, game room, it was nice, but it was simple. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? It, I mean, you know, you've seen the one uh, picnic-style bench, you've seen them all. I mean, nothing right. special. I've seen drinks grow to an extent, too, but not just the, the original tap room, but, you know, uh, the dealership, and they even have a, a place called The Farm. I, I haven't been there. I think it's closer to Sacramento area than than the Bay area. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but even, uh, Drake's tap room slowly grew, you know, as far as from, yeah, again, simple, simple, uh, brewery works to, and and tables to, uh, you know, they, they, they put the, the wood barrels like lining the room and stuff, make it a little bit nicer. Mm -hmm. Again, nothing, nothing, you know, more, nothing very, uh, picturesque versus, uh, Practical and, and functional. Well, let, let, me
0: right mean, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Let's say Drake's opened up and their first brewery was the dealership. I think that's what what the guy is trying to say. Like they, they opened up the, like say a brewery starts with, with that like type of, you know.
1: Right. That, that, that's what I'm going with. That's what yeah. I'm going with. So, so like a, a lot of these 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 places that I'm calling legit weren't the most aesthetically pleasing to be let, oh, Let's go to Strike. Remember when Strike first opened? <laughs> yeah, they were in like a, a business district. They were in a warehouse. Yeah, in a warehouse. Yeah. yeah. And 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 you know, shout out to them. They're 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 doing it, and at the same time, they're not, uh, you know, uh, all about the the backdrop for photo ops. You know, they're about right. their beer and about just a, a a chill spot and a cool spot for people to go go uh uh enjoy them, right. basically.
0: So yeah, that, so, that 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 that's what the I think this article is calling out the ones that didn't start the small you know hole in the wall place and then you know yeah. grow the grass, roots, grass roots style.
1: Yeah. Now no, let's go to like taplands. Taplands is a tap room. It's supposed to be that way. You know, it's a beer bar for lack mm-hmm. of a better. You know, for for those of you that don't get the term tap room. Now, granted, they did have their own small production and brew their own beer. However, I mean, and and I hope if resisting doesn't take the strong way they are kind of not the uh the reason why people go there they go there because of the multiple selections not just yeah. the the home selection and
0: and they i think they're already outgrown their 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 place
1: oh definitely yeah man they they have so <laughs> many tables and, and stuff in the in the uh in the outside it's a uh, it's kind of a uh, it, it, it's kind of like just uh You want to get there early to get a good spot, or else you're gonna be. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. You'll still you'll still suck it up and have a beer outside, like uh, <laughs> yeah. in a. You know, I don't even know what to call it. In the a patio? corridor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the corridor, well, not even the patio. The 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 connection between businesses. And
0: stuff. You know, what? I'm I'm. I'm... I'm reaching Mid-shift out to I'm I'm reaching out to Matt right now, Matt Hardenstein, the owner of Taplands. When are you going to open Taplands two? Okay. <laughs> let's see. If he, let's see the uh, replies before uh, before we end.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, but uh, you know, a lot of us, a lot of us beerhead, beer nerds, you know, that have been around for a while. Um, I know. I mean, to be honest, I really sincerely have not been around the beer scene um, as much as you have like I think I would denote the start of our podcast as my foray into the uh, craft beer scene and I have you to thank for that to introduce me to everything so 2015 but those who've been around longer than that or as at least as long as um, we have have noted they know when, when something's legit right when it comes out oh definitely so, yeah, um, but I think it is. Real it, recognize real <laughs> game recognize game in the bang bang. All right, let's move out this topic because we, we we can go we can uh, walk or talk around in circles on this for a while. All right, um, so do you know what time it is? I
1: think I do.
0: It's time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew list. As we, As proceed, proceed, we, 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 we to need, give you to what you need.
1: Right, Let me ask you this. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know what the latest uh, Netflix phenomenon is? <laughs>
0: uh, is it the Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer one? Yeah. Okay.
1: Did you watch any of it?
0: No, I haven't seen it yet. I heard it's just basically the same stuff that's been out, but it's just acted out with with actors.
1: Right. And and, well, this is a series versus a show as well.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I'm I'm in so many series right now, I can't can't start another one. But I I do, I am interested in serial killers. I, I don't think it's been long enough, though, as far as, you know, put time in between the events and then the story you're telling. But
1: whatever. I get that. I get that. I get that. So, what's up? Um, anyway,
0: hold on. Shit. Are these uh, <laughs> a list of your favorite serial killers?
1: No, not that. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Don't worry.
0: I'll, I'll, cut, I'll cut some of this out. Go ahead.
1: So, I have a list. Mm hmm. Uh, the best portrayals of Jeffrey Dahmer, because this isn't the first one. Oh, yeah. First, yeah. So, granted, and I'm thinking about it, there's only been six, which is five more than I knew of. So,
0: <laughs> Wait, wait, we're, just real quick. just Oh, you know what? I, I won't say it. I, I have a, an actor in mind um, that might have portrayed him like right after it happened, because, you know, they always had those mini-series, or the, you know, the... The tv movies that comes out like right yeah. after the incident so i have an actor in mind. i'll tell you if if you list him or not so go ahead
1: okay. all right number six mm-hmm. he is rusty sneery Wait, hold
0: on. <laughs> that's not his real name am i saying that right that's like an urban dictionary word
1: yeah, Rusty sneering, and he was in a in a show called R- Raising Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> so it's more about his
1: parents, I guess, or the fact maybe, I don't know, maybe like how what cultivate what he did to cultivate himself with that.
0: Oh, you mean like maybe like his friends in in elementary school and whatever case might be his coworkers during his teenage years, shit like that. Pretty much. Okay.
1: Uh, it's not a lot on this guy but moving on number right. five this guy named Ford austin who was in a uh show called Dahmer versus gacy
0: <laughs> in the squared circle they they faced off holy shit pretty much i didn't think they were in the same weight class but whatever celebrity boxy man crazy
1: Right here's one I never heard of this guy either. His name is Paul Crew, and he was in The Secret Life, Jeffrey Dahmer.
0: (laughs) Paul Crew, wait,
1: no, no, Carl
0: Crew. Oh, Carl Crew. Oh, okay. All right,
1: no relation to Crew (laughs) Joe. Crew (laughs) Joe. Or Terry Crew. (laughs) Terry
0: Crew. I love that dude, man. He's so fucking funny and all the shit he's, he's oh, yeah. done. <laughs> he's awesome.
1: Yeah, national treasure.
0: <laughs> he really is, man. He really is.
1: Hey, think about it. If there is a, if there is a movie that you didn't want to see,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but then you find out Cruz has a partner, wouldn't When you want to see,
0: yeah, just just to see what he did, <laughs> to see yeah, his, exactly. uh, <laughs> to see his choices, his acting choices.
1: He needs to get a Marvel
0: gig. Mm, well, Rock already took Black Adam, so what, <laughs> what would he do? I don't
1: know.
0: Maybe they uh, they inject um, Nick Fury with the uh, Captain America serum, and then <laughs> Terry Crews plays Nick Fury. Yeah, I'm
1: trying to think. Like, who else is coming?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of superheroes out there. He could be a bad guy, too. I think he'd be a good bad guy. Right. Just just because, you know, he's big, you know, he's imposing. But I think some it's kind of cool when bad guys have a sense of humor, too. doesn't happen too often. Right. All right, keep going on your
1: list. Number three. Here's one I was surprised I didn't know. But Jeremy Renner. Oh, shit, Jeremy. Yeah, okay. I can see that. He's in a a movie called Dahmer. Mm. That was number three. Number two is Ross Lynch in a show, or yes, I guess, movie, My Friend Dahmer.
0: (laughs) My Friend Dahmer.
1: (laughs) This guy looks super young, by the way, of all Mm. the Dahmers. And then finally, right now, uh, Evan Peters, a.k.a. Silver. Hmm. A.K.A. Oh uh, shit! What was his name? Uh, I can't think of it. He was Michael's nephew in the office.
0: Oh, really? That's him. He got spanked yeah. by Michael. Was yeah. it? Ki- was it Kyle?
1: No, I don't think it was Kyle.
0: Oh, okay. Wow, Luke. His name was Luke.
1: There you go. Yeah. That's yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> Oh, I don't know how that came to me. That that's great. Um also so the actor I thought uh, played Dahmer like uh, in the the made for made for TV movie like right after it came out. For some reason, I was just thinking Rob Lowe. Huh? Because he you know he put on some glasses. He looks kind of nerdy and frail. I get that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen a, a, a few of these uh, serial killers things, um, but it's more like the, the ones that, that haven't been around or or like we're like just slightly before um, our time, like the uh, Richard Ramirez, a Night Stalker and John Wayne Gacy and Ted Bundy. Um, those are the ones that, that interest me more. It, Jeffrey Dahmer happened like when you and I were still in high school, right?
1: I believe so.
0: Yeah, because I remember remember following it. It wasn't as, like, I didn't follow it as closely as the OJ thing. I mean, they didn't, I don't think they had his trial on TV like they did OJ's. But I remember just, like, every night in the news, it was something, like, new breaking, like, a new fact about the case. And then, you know, the whole trial, even if we didn't watch it, we saw, like, the reaction to that that one woman who just (laughs) screamed out, I hate you, Jeffrey, I hate you. I mean, we know about all that stuff. So, I, like, that's. I mean, that maybe that's why I just don't care about the the whole Jeffrey Dahmer, um, and th- and that was my, the the whole Jeffrey Dahmer uh, story because, and that's kind of like why I said it's not enough time between the event, and what, and and now, is, it. I mean, it's still like it's not fresh in my mind, but like I still remember everything. So. It, maybe it has to do just the fact that it happened during when we were aware of, of what was going on in the world. So, but to the, the, you know, the Gen Z's and the millennials and whatever, maybe it, it, it maybe it's more for them than for us. Probably. Anyway,
1: That it just, uh, you know, it's kind of like one of the jokes about what's, uh, what's popular on Netflix, uh, is, uh, is um you know, serial killer back Well so, and that is it the that made a whole series about it. And it's not just
0: that. I mean it goes back to the whole South Park thing with the murder porn episode. Remember that one?
1: I don't think I seen
0: that one. Oh, that was the one where the uh the adults, all the adults in the in the city or in, in South Park were they're were watching the uh like the like the serial killer stuff or like the domestic violence and, and it's a death, like the AMC stuff and the Discovery Channel, the Discovery identities and forensic stuff. And then the kids uh, were getting worried about their parents. So they put a, a child lock on the TVs. And then the in order to break the child lock, the parents had to figure out how to play Minecraft. <laughs> and so then Are they you? played Minecraft to unlock the TVs and they paid some kid and... It was, it was funny, but, um, so this whole, like, macabre, interest in the macabre, and the, and the serial killers, and, um, real, the true crime stuff, even remember when, when we started doing podcasts, like, the, some of the most famous podcasts, or popular ones were, like, serial, like, the true crime podcasts, are like, just,
1: big. Oh, no, definitely, I get you. So,
0: it's nothing new, I I mean.
1: yeah i mean that's the like, guy I, I did i wasn't i wasn't aware uh south park made a, a spoof of that already
0: oh yeah that was that was years ago but that wasn't about um serial killers per se it was just about true crime um you know discovery right. in, investigates stuff like that i get you ah oh, anyway all right good <laughs> very topical <laughs> very good very good um, out of all the serial killers, which one, like, I'm not saying is your favorite, but which one interests you the most? Or does it at oh, all? Dude.
1: Off top of my head, no. Nah, I mean, I remember that that Iceman guy?
0: Iceman? I think is you're thinking of Dexter, right?
1: Cole? What?
0: I think you're thinking of Dexter, season one. No. <laughs> I'm just teasing.
1: That was a picture. You know that that? Or whatever?
0: Mm. I think I remember that.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. A lot of people are calling him out his legitimacy because uh there's been a lot of issues with uh the fact that, you know <laughs> how many people are really involved with organized crime that could go missing like that, you know?
0: Oh, okay. Oh he was uh oh that's right. Yeah, I remember him now. Yeah, he was, he was part of the um well they say he was part of the mafia, but who knows?
1: He was a hitman for the market. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah, but he was a ski, so he wasn't like, he wasn't Italian, so he couldn't be a made right. man.
1: Right. In fact, like that's the thing. He wasn't part of a family. He just worked for them.
0: Contract. Contract work. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, man. Um, so how's your bitch treating you?
1: Good. Almost gone.
0: Yep, same here. This one was really good. I, I really enjoyed mine. All right, so we're gonna we are going to rate our beers on Untap right now. Uh, let me see here. I remember yours was Bear Bottle, but I forgot the name of the beer. What was it called? <laughs> dream Weave? Oh, that's right. Our Dream Ooh, Waves. I'm sorry. Dream... The waves, waves waves. Yeah, there dream it is. Dream Dream Waves. I got it. Oh, one of my friends that checked it in, checked in right now, or has checked it in. <laughs>
1: Did you check it in while we were uh, recording? Yeah, I wanted to check it in to make sure that I never had this one on the show.
0: Oh, okay, all right.
1: Now you are good. The, the taste, the taste was really familiar. So
0: I oh, okay, all right.
1: In fact, that's gonna be one of the descriptions. Familiar. <laughs>
0: okay. All right, here we go. Uh, has an overall rating? Oh, no. Uh, give me your rating before I tell you the overall rating.
1: Uh, I got to give this one. Hmm. I'm going
0: to give it a 375. Oh, nice. has an overall rating of 3.8, so you're right there. What are your tasting notes on it?
1: Familiar.
0: <laughs> Familiar. Oh, that's right. That's it? Just one note? Yeah. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Ooh, maybe we can make uh, Pilsner-ish with that one. (laughs) Pilsner-ish. Hey, before we move on, I found out how people rate it like tenths scale instead of the quarter scale.
1: You
0: got like a membership, right? Yeah, there you go. You you found out too. I oh, yeah, I read that somewhere. Yeah, I read it somewhere too. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's how you do it. And there's no way I'm I'm subscribing to a membership, but untaps. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you do it, good. Good for you. Good for you. But there's no way. I have too exactly. many memberships.
1: Just so you know, I'm rounding down everyone. <laughs> Alright. Uh, all right. We should protest and make, and make it the same scale for everyone, or else the beers may suffer. <laughs> the wrath of <laughs> rounding down.
0: I wonder if some podcasts out there uh, get their get a membership from uh, from Untappd just because they're more popular than us.
1: Yeah, that's true. Are better looking?
0: Nah, the, please. I mean, have you seen us? Please.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, let me Forever. see here. Yeah. First stop
0: Untappd. Here we go. <laughs> uh, see, I have a Hoparella. I can't find the one... So the only one, the, the current one, doesn't have the same hop profile as the Can the Estates. However, and not only that, but the author team uh, brewing on untapped says Lafayette, Colorado. Where the Can... Says uh, Broomfield, Colorado, so maybe it's right there, or maybe their their canning line is in Broomfield. Uh, whatever the case, it's the if you go to the photo section, they they all have the same can art. So I'm gonna because the on untapped um, the hop uh, profile is Galaxy, Mandarina, Bavaria, El Dorado, Pacific Jade, and Centennial. Where as I read off earlier from the can. It said Citra, Eldorado, Galaxy, and Centennial. So a little bit different. I have a couple more on this, on the one, but I'm still gonna check in because it's the only one that's current. Everything else is uh, out of production or whatever. It Has an overall rating of 4.03. Uh, two of our friends have rated it for an average of 4.13, but I'm gonna give it a 4.23. I mean 4.25. Uh, let me see who, which friends have rated. Jefe gave it a 4.25. He rated at the uh, Rewind Bar, a uh, Rewind Beer and Wine Bar. I've been there before. It's been a long time, but I've been there before. I think that's in Phoenix. And then the um, the other one is Jose Jose a la Triste. Uh, he at the Chupacabra Tap uh, Tap Room. Give it a 4.0. and Hefe gave it a four point two five. I'm gonna also give it a four point two five, and I think it is um, soft. Sweet and tropical. S- oh I didn't. <laughs> Hold on. And save and check in. So moving on to the drunken shenanigans portion of our show. We have not talked about. Um, I did not talk about House of the Dragon last week and so we're gonna have to talk about two episodes this week um uh, episode five and six and it's crazy because five and six are like 10 years apart right uh in show years
1: yeah pretty much it's got the big time jump
0: yeah so uh just real quick uh number five that was the one with the uh, i guess the people online have been calling it the green wedding have, have you seen that
1: Oh, I missed
0: that. Just because Allison when she came into the uh, I mean there was more to the the program than than just the wedding. But the wedding was a big part of it and it was the wedding between uh, Ranira and ah, I forgot his name L- Leron? Levion? Uh Lenor. Lenor, that's it, Lenor. It was more of like a like a it was just supposed to be a celebration of the fact that they were going to get married, but by the end of the episode, they got married, and uh,
1: yeah. Well, that's the thing. It looked like they were, yeah. It was supposed to be a week of celebration with the with the intro feast where someone ended up dying, so they kind of it seemed like everything got scaled down because of that.
0: Well, I, I think it was the fact that. Um, viserys started like bleeding from the nose and he was in poor health so he kind of wanted to speed things up just in case he didn't make it no
1: nah, i that's another way to say it too uh, i guess that that could have an angle on
0: it yeah that, that's the way i took it anyway and um that was uh the uh um so the reason they call it the green wedding was because um allison was wearing the green dress and she's from uh Was it Hightower? Yeah. And the Green Flame, and they even talked about it, uh, that the Green Flame is the signal for, you know, all hands on deck, or, you know, like, we're about to battle something.
1: Yeah, calling their banners.
0: Yeah, there you go. And uh, when she walked in, only, like, the uh, um, Hightower, and I think, I I forgot the other house, like, stood up when she came in. They stood up first, like, like they're ready. And even her dad had a uh, um, on his sigil on his horse had a green flame on his, and this is all from the beer nerds uh, or the beer nerds, <laughs> the uh, the nerd channels on on YouTube that I watched. That's the only reason right. I, I I noticed that. But I I mean they they did overtly say like the who's that guy? He's a uh, kind of like uh he's like a um, he's got a, the cane. He's a little weird. He's like the poet. Yeah. You know what I'm so talking his about?
1: His name is Larry Strong.
0: Yeah. He's the one who, who even said, like, overtly, like, oh, a green flame <laughs> means that the, uh you know, the, the call yeah, to arms. He kind of a
1: little, little narration explanation.
0: Yeah, to tell us what's going on, right?
1: Yeah,
0: right. I'm, I'm kind of um fast-forwarding through it, just because that, that was a major part of, the, of episode five. But let's not yeah. forget the... The intro, the episode five, when Damon goes to the Vale to um, meet his uh, wife, or you know, to 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 see his wife again, and then the horse and
1: witnessed, and witnessed her tragic accident. Yes,
0: but <laughs> well, yeah, it, there was a tragic accident, and then do you now? Do you think he would have killed her off had she not said, "Oh yeah, I guess you know this is your your calling card. You can't finish anything you started." Or something uh, like that. She said, "I'm paraphrasing, but do you think he still would have killed her, or just let yeah, her be I paralyzed?"
1: He was, I think he was already killing. Oh, yeah, I, I think he think was she, already killing.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And then, and then during that that uh, um that fateful dinner slash wedding, her was it her cousin went up to Damon. Oh yeah. Her- yeah, I called her out. Yeah, and but then, but then, Damon knew knew how to do a heat reversal real quick, right?
1: Yeah,
0: and said, you know, people who slander in King's Landing usually have to answer for it. Right. And, oh, and then he goes, oh, and by the way, since you know she died, you know, I, I'd like to talk about my inheritance. <laughs> I'm 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 beginning to warm up to this Damon guy. I like to I just like the way he plays the game. I'm not saying he's a great dude. I just like the way he plays.
1: Or. And then at the same. He's interesting. Yeah, and I kind of like yeah. How, I kind of like how uh, kind of called him out to at, at her wedding then.
0: As far he's as. He's like,
1: as far as like, if you want me, take me there. Nope. <laughs> Kill Sir Leonor, take me to Dragonstone, make me your bride. Then, you know, like calling him
0: out. Oh yeah, yeah, calling his bluff. Yeah, because yeah. there there has been questions whether he could even whether he even likes women, right?
1: No, they know he likes women. I mean, he goes to her
0: Hmm,
1: but maybe he has a to have a certain
0: house. type of a certain type of woman. Yeah. Oh, maybe he maybe he just likes young women because let's let's uh slash cut to episode 6 his bride who is uh Eleanor's sister right what's her name Laris
1: yeah I, think,
0: I thought it was Lana Lana yeah you could be right and she's like fucking young maybe he's just maybe he's a pederast
1: yeah
0: it could be I mean he, he married uh, um the Royce because just because you know that's what he was expected to do he could be going to whorehouses going after young women he wanted Rhaenyra. He had no problem with, with, uh, Lena or La- what Lena. It's, I already forgot. I think that's
1: the name.
0: Um, and, and she's like, shit, she's barely like, you know, she barely even, uh, just entered puberty.
1: <laughs> no, well, you have, to, you have to, realize, during the time jump, like when, um, because remember when they tried to, 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 uh, betroth her to the king? To right. You like, well, you know we get the time jump at least 10 years, so she's around 22 at this point. Although they do have what, like daughters that I don't know, yeah, their daughters are like around eight, so yeah, yeah, I guess she was pretty young,
0: yeah, because they 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 made eyes at each other like uh at the, at the dinner wedding, like across from each other because they they sat like uh, well, that's uh true. she table. was a little bit
1: older at, by, by wedding time, yeah, mm-hmm. so she was, yeah. She might have been like 16 or 17. I
0: was thinking 14, but yeah, maybe 16 or 17. Because she was like remarkable. It was a different act- actress at that point. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, maybe he just likes... uh, He likes him young. Like BYU. There you go. <laughs> and then... uh, So the uh, episode 6 starts off with uh, Rhaenyra giving birth. And it's uh, a bastard son, right? And so she has a what two sons? Boy. Yeah, strong boy. Uh, two sons, right? And they're both bastards uh, from Lord Har- Harvin, Harwin.
1: Yeah, well, this would be number three.
0: Number three, okay.
1: Yeah. But they also say that the, uh, the oldest one is that the Christian quote of possibility. The oldest. One?
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but none of them are are. Or her, her husband's son at all. Not even right. close. Because they all have dark hair, dark features. Right. And you would think, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they're trying to use uh, a modern genealogy, but, like, you know, the blonde hair, blue eyes, that's a recessive gene. And the dark hair, dark eyes are a dominant gene. And so the only way to get that blonde hair that the Targaryens have, or the, even the... Uh, uh, Valerians have are if you have two Valerians, um produ- reproducing.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So that that's the whole thing, and and it seems like Viserys is pretty much checked out. He's like whatever, like I, it, as long as it because he already made the deal. Like they're they're going to be named Targaryens, so and they have Targaryen blood, whether they're full Valerian or not, they're still Targaryens.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, but uh, this is I mean. You already know this is already leading to. There's going to be a civil war. Yeah, that's it, it's it, it's what it's yeah, all leading that's to. Incorrect. Yeah. What do you think of the uh, all the kids, all the, the the next generation? What do you think of their the way that they, they interact and stuff like that?
1: I think they're funny with that little joke, the the pink thread or whatever. <laughs> <from> the <pig. laughs> yeah, the boy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. But two yeah. kids, two kids have so Aegon has a dragon, right? And is it Luke yeah. who has a dragon, or no, Jace? No,
1: all, all the all b- they both have dragons. Okay. When R- you're his kids, all three of them get dragons or have dragons.
0: Oh wow, that's crazy! They just, because they, they they have the dark hair though.
1: Yeah, but but um, like, how do I explain it? Because. Their mom is the heir to Dragonstone. They have access to more dragons.
0: Hmm. And that's it? That's the only reason they have dragons?
1: Um, well, that... and I guess they took a pr- more uh, prominent interest in them.
0: Oh, okay. Alright. The daughter. Allison's daughter. She's really into, like, na- la- like nature and stuff. She's playing with that millipede.
1: Yeah, the, the bugs and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: Didn't Rhaenyra, like like say hey let, let's like propose that that the daughter and one of her sons um be uh, be married right uh, yeah but allison didn't like that at all it seems like uh allison and rainier are the reason that the uh, the civil war is gonna happen yeah because there's no compromise so they are they're they're pretty much really they're really the real two players in this whole fucking thing even from the beginning
1: no i get you, yeah definitely
0: yeah cuz i mean i mean just just like acting wise when they were young they were the two best on the show they were my two favorites as far as like i didn't gravitate towards them but i was like man these two are just killing it. every scene they're in it's like just fucking home runs every t- every fucking time
1: no i, I get you yeah they they're, um, they're they're building up the animosity for sure
0: mhm very good um Anything? Am, am I missing anything? Anything you'd like to add about uh House of the Dragon five and six?
1: Well, just how how Lyris had his uh, his dad removed and uh, older brother killed. Well, both his dad oh, and his older brother. Killed.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. But sometimes that's what you got to do. And when you're <laughs> when you're playing the game of the throne, the <laughs> thrones.
1: <laughs> you win or you die.
0: Pretty much, man. You think uh, just maybe subconsciously I haven't been gravitated towards uh, any particular character because if I do, they're going to die? Possibly. <laughs> it's a whole Game of Thrones fucking thing, man. They started it, man. Those bastards. They knew what they were doing. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to add to this episode? Yeah. All right. Uh thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers.
1: Until next time.